We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here, once again with the old man, Andreas Hale. Looking trim, but feeling good. Yeah. It is nice to have you back behind the desk. It, it's been a while. Two weeks is a long time. Dude. Uh, yeah. It's a long time. Look, man, I avoided, avoided COVID for two and a half years. Yeah. That, that bitch got me. I tell you, pro wrestling, man. <clears throat> the shit man. caught me and Cole. At the same time, and it catches you, Bruh. I'm hoping we're good, like to go to pro wrestling events from now until like at least another like three or four months. I don't know. That, that was you might that dodge was rough. the pro wrestling. Events. Yeah, I was like, I, man, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going outside anymore. New, like, New Japan's yeah. coming to Vegas in September. Yeah, I might go to that. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we just gotta get like cool ass lucha mask or something, and yeah. make sure we're in the building. Um, shout out to Brian. Brian. Get better. Ryan is not behind the boards making us look pretty today, but he'll be back soon. So wishing him nothing but the best in the booth. Producer Cole, Bay Bay, Nasty Nestor holding it down. And Ross, Sans Rachel, just Ross. <laughs> Please don't talk about holding, <laughs> holding down the audio. Listen, I can do the whole first, first segment on Friends. That's okay. Classic. No. Top three sitcom ever. Ah, not doing this <laughs> <So>, today. <laughs> no, today... Today is a day of mourning, Dre. It's a day of mourning for everyone in the Bronx. People of my ilk, my hometown, 
And in the famous words of Jay-Z, first the fat boys break up, every day I wake up. The greatest Bronx duo in the world, Jesus and Mero. Greater than Jeter and A-Rod? Right now. <laughs> Listen, and, and we have Stanton and Judge. Right. Greatest Bronx duo, Jesus and Mero. The Bodega Boys, the connoisseurs of the chopped cheese. They added so much to the culture down there. The brand was brolic yeah. at a time. It's come to an end, man. They've, they've announced their parting ways. It'll just be Jesus Nice and something and the Kid Miro doing something. As bad as that is, I think this makes us the longest tenured duo in media. We're like eight years strong. No, I can't. No. Who else? We just had that guy. There's got to be somebody. Yeah, Greg here. Greg and Peter. And Peter. Been doing, yeah, they've been doing cheap heat longer than us. I don't think so. Yeah. No, they, they've been doing I got to get Greg on the horn. I don't know. Cheap heat's been doing long. And there's, a, there's others. We haven't been around that, that long. Eight years is pretty long. You had no children when we started. That's true. Now I got two. I got two of them motherfuckers. Yep. I had hair. I had no beard. I didn't have hair. I barely had a mustache. Damn. You had no grays. No. <laughs> just, no, I'm shiny. Just, yeah, just just a, a dark beard. A lot has changed, man. I didn't. I didn't get pedicures. Shit, you didn't do brunch. I didn't do brunch. I was anti-brunch when we started this show. Oof. I was like, old people in brunch just go to breakfast and go to lunch. You went through puberty on this podcast. <laughs> I've had three different voice changes. <laughs> <laughs> this is very very true. Yeah, I mean, look, man, Jesus Amaro, the end of it. It's 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 a weird thing for me because. I loved it on Vice. Yeah. I didn't watch it as much on Showtime. It felt different. It was different. That's not to say that it was bad. It was just different. The Vice show was like appointment television. I wonder if people were like, yo, I listened to The Corner like when they were they when they were at the fight shop. Now they're in Blue Wire Studios. It, 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 it sounds different. Look at these motherfuckers. Yeah. At this fancy ass studio. <laughs> Fuck them. Too crispy. It's, yeah, it's possible. But Jesus Amaro was like, was it? There was a decade, right? But they boys yeah, a decade, damn near. Um, and them doing their own thing is a weird one for me because it's like when Button went off and did his own podcast. I don't know who like it still does numbers apparently. I guess so. I mean, he's making money. But I, there's a lot of people who like Button went his way and Rory and Ma, Ma went their way, and they don't watch, listen to either of their shows anymore. No, not at all. I mean, I don't listen to Rory and Ma, so I don't know. But I mean, they got a bag, so. Congrats to them. Yeah, bag is a bag. Yeah, but I, I don't know what their show is about. And Joe Budden dominated the A-Mic anyway. So, like, when they broke up, it was like, all right, it's just Joe Budden and two new people. That was, like, the fourth iteration of the Joe Budden show anyway. I know. I so knew people when, were, when Marissa was Marissa on. Marissa was on. I knew Marissa. I was like, damn. So, like, it, it's it been deep. I mean, um, Killer BH was on there for a Like, there was a revolving door of people on that show. Joe Budden is a con. So I was like, oh, okay, he's just getting two new hosts. Now Ice is there, and he doesn't say much, but the other guy is there as well. So it's just like, all right, Joe Budden is going to keep being what Joe Budden is. Well, they got boys. They feed off of each other. The AK, I knew stuff was in trouble when they stopped doing the AKAs on the podcast. See, I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, the podcast was better than the shows. The po- like, when I do listen to it, it just sounds like chaos. Oh, it's utter chaos. And, but... This not again had a problematic light, so you can say whatever you want. It was a very good idea. Again, when I say I don't listen to something, it doesn't mean it's not good. I just don't have time. 
That's right. So every every now and then I'm on the road show, I listen to Bodega Boys, and my wife was like, what is going on? And I'm like, just <laughs> utter chaos. And they they made a lot of money off of it. I just don't know where these two go from here. It's hard to picture them separate. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I guess, if you have enough famous friends, it'll award you a chance. So, like, they'll have a chance to succeed separately. Oh, of course. But it's just like, are they standard comedians? Are they going to do movies? Like, Miro's been hosting stuff. He did, like, the Yankees old-timer game. He did the Jeter thing where he was, like, the MC on the field. They're both in the dock. Like, so they're synonymous with, like, New York. But now it's just, yeah, you got to move separately. It's a whole different thing. It's weird because you've always done stuff by yourself. So it's always, like... Yeah, people see Andreas, and you'll be doing this, that, and have his 18 million jobs at all times. Like, no, it was just those two the entire time. Yeah, you never knew Jesus without Mero, Mero without Jesus. No. They were they were married. Yes. Eight years. Like, they're a decade. We're on eight. I was, I look at people like, oh, my God. Someone hit me up. I was like, you we and Dre not, can't we, break. I was like. No, we're mean, not on eight. Are we on eight? We're on eight. This no, year eight. Not. I had not met my wife. Yes. Damn, it's too long. We got to break up, man. <laughs> we got to break up. To, just to get some time to call it a career, man. It's like, I got to cheat on you. Yeah. I'm going to come in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come in here, like, ready to do a show, and it's just going to be a different Kel. Yep. It'll be, yeah. It'll be somebody else. Someone else here just pointing at Dre. Yep. Just, <laughs> I'll just be like, sir, do you, get, do you go to brunch? No. All right, fine. All right. You can fill it. That's, that's how you could do My takes have become less spicy. This is what you say. You need another spicy... Yeah. Take co-host. It'll like be a multiverse kill. All right. So like another 24-year-old. It's definitely like <laughs> real like, yo, I'm an old married man with money energy. <laughs> like, it, like, would, it would be great to have a multiverse version of you. I just like while I was. You family. would lose your mind. Like, no, you would lose your mind. No, what if I'm you like. You would walk in to see you sitting here and hear the things that you said back then. And you'd be like, <gasps> that was me. No, I know what I said back no, then. No, you don't. I know I, that now I'm the tame version. <laughs> I'm, I'm the tame version it's like yeah. at the end of loki where like you just have king the conqueror sitting there and he's laughing he's like oh you don't want to kill me you should see the other versions of me and they're like ha ha and they kill him anyway like yeah no like i'm that guy like the younger me the multiverse me i'm like evil strange with the third eye i'm every like that's i'm the good one now i go to brunch I retired the DC. That's what I'm saying. Forcefully. You would see you and be like, who are you? Yeah. See, like, I still don't buy a coat. You know, so, like, still if, buy a coat. If multiverse me came in here and he had a coat, you'd also be jealous because he still have DCs. Oh, if he had DCs, a coat, a full beard up to the cheek. Yeah, I just got to murk him. So, like, and he made good bets. I got to like, who is this guy? Yeah. Oh, and he never lost bets. Yeah. Well, I have to kill him. No, I go full Wanda. Like, it's, he, he got to go. Yeah. See, like multiverse me is essentially the same me. It's just you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you in every single universe. Yeah, I just meet me and hate me. Oh, uh, like, uh, you're a nexus here. being. There's only one Dre. Yeah, there's only one. <laughs> That's it. You're you're this guy in every universe. Yep. Just like Doctor Strange, like oh, that individual just goes through the multiverse. Yeah. It's the same person. Same same person all the way. Yeah. I so, feel like that would be your your role in the multiverse. There's the universe in all of its infiniteness. The entire universe can only have one of you. Yep, it'd be one grouchy ass me. That's it. 
In every aspect. Like, oh, my God. Optimistic Dre would be incredible. No, I, Optimistic Dre would be dead. <laughs> like, I would off Optimistic Dre. Optimistic Dre? Where you just love everything? Nah, oh, my God. You'd be a WWE exist. stan. And you'd love everything they're doing. No, you'd watch 2.0 constantly. <laughs> yes. I don't like this. I, I need, to see, I need to see this guy. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. So, Jesus and Miro break it up, though. Stand of an era. Especially in the Bronx. Hurts my heart. It's like us trading A-Rod at his prime. It's like us not signing Aaron Judge when he's a free agent. This it's, year. That bad. It's, it's pretty damn bad. At least we got the Martian coming out. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd be okay sooner or later. Like, there's no replacement for Jesus and Miro yet. I don't have time to go to the Bronx and find another cohort and have a sideshow to uplift the Bronx again. So it's... It's tough. It got me thinking. What other breakups have been like? It just hits you in your heart. Little brother, Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest. Hey. They came back, though. But I'm just saying, while they were gone? Okay. It was like, damn, this is horrible. I guess this could be like a complete WWE-style work where you got to break up for a second, it doesn't work as singles, you come back as a tag team. Yeah. Like, when... Bubba Ray became Bully Ray. It's like, get your ass back with Devon. Complete rebrand? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, those those two. Little Brother, obviously, because I know them. Yeah, so it was like, it was weird to like watch them go their separate, separate ways. Let me think. I mean, pro wrestling aside, because pro wrestling breakups hurt, right? Like, barbershop Wait. window, Sean. It's like, that's Does super that hurt, cool. though? Seth's betraying the shield. Seth's betraying the shield was like, oh my God. That was kind of due. Because Roman was pissing me off anyway. Like, Janetti getting tossed was due. Yeah, but at the time, like, I was a Rockers fan for a while. Like, I loved the Rockers. You were not a Janetti fan. Okay, but I was, it stemmed from me being a Rockers fan. So when they broke up, I was like, Sean, no. And then I was like, no, this this guy's. This makes sense. Yeah, then, but like, at the breakup point, I didn't know what was coming. That hurt my heart. See, like, the Mega Powers exploding. Hogan was a creep. So. Hogan, yeah, you never liked Hogan. No, I never liked that him. That was a very creepy angle, too. Yeah. And then, no, I mean, you're, you're just looking throughout, if we go. Breakups. Yeah, music. Music's had tons of breakups. Like, really? Like, in music, when I look at it, I'm like, hmm. Kanye really, it's not a technical breakup. But Kanye, like, whacking out and him and Jay-Z falling. On hard times, yeah. I was like, "Damn, I could use some Jay Z on Kanye beats right now." I don't need—I didn't need to hear him rhyme, but there was a, a time like after watching the Throne, like those beats were dope. I was just like, "I need more." And then Kanye went Kanye. See, like Kanye, like people like that. There's always those those tag teams, those groups that they're together, and you're like, "This is never gonna last." <laughs> not gonna last. Like when Fifty Cent and Game were together, like you oh, knew, yeah. Like in, in short, like Fifty Cent is like, "Don't turn your back, Game." Fifty Cent's gonna stab you in it, and it's game over. Like, Tribe, it was like they weren't supposed to break up. Fife and Q-Tip were like peanut butter and jelly yeah. together. Right? Like, Outkast never really broke up. Just kind of went their separate ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was I like one know. of those, you know, They're big boy together. woke up. Yeah, big boy woke up and looked at Andre, and Andre looked at him and was like, this ain't going to work. No, nah, we, <laughs> we just move away amicably. Yeah. So I'm trying, I don't know what else is like, what else is a big split? There's, there's Yo, there's, split. like. Like if Barack Obama and Michelle split, up. if Barack Obama and Michelle split up, it'd be like catastrophic for a lot of people. 
Yvick? Oh, yeah. Barack and Michelle? I mean, that shit's Hollywood now. Like, people, they, they like always Jay-Z break Like, Jay-Z and Beyonce, up. if they broke up? I mean, Jay-Z getting punched in the elevator and then, they like... break up. To our knowledge. I'm just saying. I'm saying if they split, can like, you imagine the world? And, like, not split, like, oh, Jay-Z and... B-, not like Tristan Thompson and <laughs> Khloe Kardashian. Or, like, their Fuck eighth them. kid. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce splitting... And not like lemonade or anything like that. Like, like straight, J-Lo style Straight spinning, vitriol. Like, like, I hate you. Yeah, like, I got another boyfriend tomorrow. Tonight. Yeah. That, like, worlds would shatter. Oh, my God. Beyonce would date, like, Lil Baby. Like, someone, like, Mad Young. She's like, the next young. young rapper. Yeah, like, who's not lyrical at all, really. Like, the anti-J. And Jay-Z would date Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no Jay-Z ain't <laughs> Ah, poor Barack. Oh, my God. I don't Damn. know. Jay-Z, is Katy Perry married? Ew. He's going, like, straight kick. I know Jay. Wow. Yo, Jay is going off the grid. Like, Jay's, Jay's going the anti-Beyonce. Who did Jimmy Foxx date? Who has the, like, concurve inverse amount of ass as Beyonce? Like, the person Jay-Z dates is going to have negative ass. Because Beyonce is, like, thick No, he's going to go with, like, someone who's just, like, skinny, no butt, Everyone's like, ooh, it's like unconventionally pressed. That's gross. Yep. I don't like the subject. He's going to skew completely opposite. Jay-Z's lost me. Like, listen, Jay's my man. Greatest rapper of all time. I, Jay the person, I can't mess with him until he brings back the dark season. Like, <laughs> you don't just like free form locks. Jay, I don't know that guy. That guy's going to be in the in an art museum with Basquiat on the wall with just like a, a hipster... Oh, my God. Taylor Swift. Yeah. And Taylor, Taylor Swift's going to grow out her armpit hair. Like, something stupid. Like, that's Jay-Z's vibe right now. Yeah, if he leaves back. Beyonce. She does got to log back. It's like the desk in front of us. Like, so, yeah, that's that's uh, that's Jay-Z's style. Jay-Z and Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. And she's going to go through, like, a Miley Cyrus phase where she's going to yeah. kind of make hip-hop songs. That, Mike Will made it yeah, on the beat. Stick that in some <laughs> other multiverse that I'm not that's, going to. I'm telling wow. you, that, that hurts. Um, now, when you were gone, we had an amazing show, by the way. I introduced Cole to uh, Black Twitter. It was hilarious. Uh, it was, there, were, there was no... Oh, uh, uh, well, Cole. There were no, there Cole were no, took another seat at the There were no music cookout. takes, though, right? No, no, Thank no. God. It was relationship takes. Y'all can't. Don't, don't do any more music shows. It was, it was horrible uh, relationship takes. I mean, actually, we just bared our pain. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, uh, Antoine's been through some shit. <laughs> no, no, actually, Brian's been through some shit. <laughs> Antoine was, was, nor- Brian had some great stories. Hmm. Brian had a girlfriend in college. Woo-wee. That shit was funny. But I, I felt for Brian. I cried like one singular tear. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah, Brian, she hurt you. So we, we had a great discussion, nonetheless. But it made me think, friend, and this is something spinning in my head. Cole, you can chime in. Friend breakups are probably worse than relationships. Everyone has a horrible friend breakup story. Yeah. You've told me one of yours. Like, yeah, I've had it. And it wasn't even like a crazy, but like the guy you try to put on. Yeah. As, yeah. as like a videographer and shit went left. I think uh, you told it on this podcast. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was you, and, you and Shake and trying to help the guy out and it went completely left. Yeah. Motherfucker, all you deserve more than what he got. People just forget who they are. Or... That's the problem with friends, right? Like, when you're in a relationship, 
your wife knows you different than your friends know you. Sure. Right? When you're with your friends, your friends know you. But there's like snake tendencies that you don't know about your friends. Right? There's, there's always like a little something out there that you don't know about. Because for one, like you don't necessarily, like you have a friend that is like married and like cheats on his wife. They're still your friend. And you're yeah. like, damn, if you could do that to her. And she knows all your deepest, darkest secrets. I ain't. I might not be around. Friend breakups. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's friend breakups. They're different. I, and it, like, yeah, I've lost a few friends, but I, I've always been the friend. Who's like, you've changed. No, I grew up because all my friends went. Oh like, yeah, because they thought you were bougie. Yeah, and I thought I, you were just always bougie. Craig. No, well, so the thing is, is like for me, it's like, yeah, I, I grew up, and there's certain things I'm just not going to do anymore because I'm an adult. Like eat top ramen. No, I eat Top Ramen. Oh, What's good. It? What's wrong with you? Okay. I may not eat it at the BET Awards, but I eat it. <laughs> okay. But no, I'm just saying like- To be going, fair, that's a cup of noodles. There is a well, difference, yeah, there is a difference between, between Top Ramen- and noodles and Top Ramen. Cup, all yes. right. But there are friends that think you they deserve something from you if you get on. Those are like the worst friends. Like when you create distance from your high school friends and you end up doing something else and you actually become successful at it, like- I had a friend that found out that I worked at BET and called me nonstop and got mad because I wouldn't set up a meeting for him to act on a BET show. And I was like, it's not even my department. <laughs> it's like, Stop calling. I don't have any pull there. So then when I came home, all my friends was like, oh, you did that. You did him dirty. He says you're Hollywood now. What? Because when you get to a certain place in life, people don't respect how you got there. They just oh. expect you to reach back and grab their trifling asses and bring them up. I don't owe nobody nothing. And the people I do owe something to, I pay back. I don't like anybody. I don't like owing anybody anything. But to think just because you're, you're my friend, it's like having a friend who raps and he sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody has one of those. I got several. How and, much time you got? But I'm always the one that's like, I've always told, like, if you rap, just don't play that shit around me. That's, that's been my thing. Well, come on, man. You want to listen to it? I was like, if I answer the way you, like, you're not going to like my answer. And then you're going to be mad at me. I've always been that friend who destroys people's dreams. Oh, my God. I got friends who can rap, but still, like, can't do shit. Like, there's no marketing plan. There's oh, no, like, you don't know what to And I'm just, like, and legit, they'll have me in the studio, like, listening to shit. I'll be like, yo, it, it's not bad. But what are you going to do with it? But what, what's your plan? Like, they're just spending money to be in the studio. And I, yeah, I can't. I mean, I try to tell them, like, yeah, cool. I give them an idea, too. I'm not, I'm not the... Music dream crusher. So here's a question while we're talking about friend breakups. Are the worst friend breakups over a woman? Every time. Every single time. My worst one is hands down over a woman. My kids haven't seen their one of their godfathers because in Puerto Rican you have multiple. So they haven't seen one of their godfathers in five, six years. And hands down because of a woman. And he just lost his mother-loving mind and ended up in prison twice. Oh. Got a, um, an ill-formed tattoo. Oh. Yeah, like like Tupac style, but of her name. Across the <laughs> belly. Um, Can't be my friend. No, yeah. And, and married her twice. I think she stabbed him once. Uh, <laughs> it was some wild shit. I'm sorry, you think? You I, I know, know she stabbed him. Oh. It, it could be more than one. Uh, so oh. I know she stabbed him once. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 
So shit went left, and we tried to tell him, like, yo. And then, uh, yeah, it came down to one day. Like, a year and a half, we're, like, around, like, trying to tell him, like, yo, chill. Even if you like her, like, shit got to be different. Um, they were having a kid. She had just gotten pregnant. Like, yo, cool, whatever. You got to chill, kind of. And then, yeah, like, one day she was just like, you're the reason all his life is horrible. And you guys are enablers. Like, uh, like our core group of friends. We're like, you don't enable shit. Like, we're not making him do any. None of us do any of the stupid shit he's doing. She was like, you're the enablers. I was like, he wasn't doing stupid shit before you. And then he was like, bro, you can't talk to my girl like that. Like, all right, cool. And that was it. I, I hadn't talked to him until three months ago. And my cousin, who early on in the podcast days, again, we've been through some shit on this podcast. But uh, Dre was gone. I don't know. Dre was gone. And I had my cousin on for like a quick, like 10 minute spot because my cousin's crazy. And my cousin had been to prison once. Hmm. for uh, pimping. I dropped my cousin. My cousin did not drop his name on this. But it's Vegas. People pimp. Nonetheless, he had been to prison for pimping. Whatever. He has since given up pimping, done some smart shit in his life. But one thing he has is a nonprofit for people who go to prison to come out and try to get reformed. Like a talk group. So he runs that twice a week. And he calls me three months out of blue. He's like, yo, cousin, what's up? Yo, what up? And he was just like, you wouldn't believe who I'm here with. I was like, who? He puts me on speaker, and it's my kid's golf. And he was like, yo, uh, yeah, oh, my God, you're at ESPN, blah, blah. Like, I was like, yeah, man, cool. And he knew me, like, throughout this whole thing. There's a Tough Enough MMA mm -hmm. here in town, and the kid was an amazing, like, guy's amazing wrestler when we were in high school, all this shit. Uh, got hands. He used to just, you know, Irish, get drunk. We out downtown. He wants to fight. And he'll knock people out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yo, you got to channel that energy. Whatever. So I got him a fight at Tough Enough MMA. Shout out to Rona over there. But uh, called, booked the fight, everything. Two weeks beforehand, just no-showed the paperwork side. Oh. I was like, yo, don't worry about it. Give me like two days. I'm going to go track him down. Tracked him down. Some bullshit about him and his girl, all this stuff. He was like, nah, I'll go. No-showed the weigh-in day. And I had to talk to Rona and all. I was like, yeah, nah. Like, that's it. Now you're fucking up my business. Like, yep. this is like a personal relationship I fostered through my media connections that I got you on this card because you've always talked about wanting to fight MMA. Um, started going to Extreme Couture because I knew someone there, rolling, training, doing all this stuff. For the fight, no-showed it. And I saw him once after that. He had no explanation, blah, blah. Oh, I couldn't go. Some emergency, blah, blah. And my girl had to help me. And I was like, all right, man, cool. That was it. Always over a girl. And now he watches fights still. He's still stupid athletic. Didn't, like he's watching fights. Oh, I could have been like, yeah, you could, you could have done a lot. Now we're 34. So you ain't fighting nothing. Like I hooked this up when we were 26. 26 is a little late in the game, but he's athletic. He you could have done something. Yeah. Like you're 34 now, and it's like whatever. Like, I was like, yo, I tried. Just like you try to hope hold me with the camera. But it's just like, yo, I can only do so much. I ain't gonna baby you. I'm not taking you to practice. I'm not making sure you get places. So, yeah, nah, like sticking your neck out for friends, especially friends who aren't in your professional career but want to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, that's that music shit. Like, yo, hook me up. I, was, I hooked him up with some MMA shit. No show. I was like, oh. Then, that, thankfully, yeah. he's doing much better now. I see him from afar. We're Facebook friends. And I just know, like, he's not into prison shit. Um, he got, like, into some drug shit. He's out of that. He's not on drugs. Nothing. He's doing well in construction again, which is what he did when we were younger. He was like 
an assistant foreman. We were 21. He was making 100 plus K a year. Fucked it all up. So it was just like, at least he's back in that joint. I'm like, he got his kid, shared custody. I was like, yo, I'm good for him. But he knows, like, I can't talk to you. I can't fuck with you. Now it's just forever, like, from afar. Well, yep. Always over a girl. Every time, man. Yeah. And women, we talked about on the show, like, in our careers especially, maybe if, you know, you, you don't, you're not like a trust fund kid or your parents aren't well off, it's hard to, like, really get your, your feet into media because you're going to be broke sometimes. You're going to be hungry. Yes. Like, you're going to move around. You might live in your car for a while. Like, if you don't have well-to-do parents, like, that's... And even if you have cool and decent parents, you're going to have to move home for a little bit. Be like, yo, I got to, you know, live with you first. And it's, it's always that. That's just what media is. But if you're not doing that, a lot of times, it's women who help you. So you're in a good relationship. You can split the bills. Or, like, your girlfriend holds it down for a while. Or your wife holds it down. And, like, that helps a ton. But then the opposite of that is you depend on the wrong woman. And your whole shit's just pulled out from under you and you're 10 years later looking around like, what the fuck happened in my life? Message. Yeah, so, listen, man. That's, again, losing friends. And I try to tell my kids this all the time. Like, yo, you don't get into a relationship with anyone. I definitely tell my girls this. Because they get into this thing, like an infatuation phase with like a guy. And I'll be like, yo, nah, like, you still have your friends. Like, if this is your friend, you chill with your friend. Like, your your closest best friend, like, your girlfriend, all this shit, y'all still got to chill. Like, you got to treat that relationship above everything. You no, know, my best friend since I was in fourth, well, since I was five, he was four. So we were in kindergarten. Like, women have come and gone. I'm on my second marriage. Like, we always make time. We always chill. We always do. Like, we are as solid as can be. Like, you, you never ditch your friends for a relationship. Let's say snakey. No, yeah. I mean, listen, that's, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, they dish themselves. So that's 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 different. I'm just saying, like it's yeah. But what, so so all this to say is like, was Jesus a Mero over a woman? No, because Jesus, I don't know. We Mar- don't. Mero's married. Jesus in the tweet thread, the only thing that seemed like some inside baseball type shit on the breakup is Miro did some like threw a quick jab. Where he was like, someone's like, no, Jesus said that the podcast isn't breaking or, you know, isn't going away. And Mero was like, you're listening to a guy that's just traveling around Europe. And every time they've had a break, Jesus bounces and he goes somewhere with like Anna Kendrick and like all his famous friends now and shit. And they like go to different places in Europe and travel around. And Mero has kids. And he ain't traveling. Like when he breaks, he's at home. Right. So like their lives got drastically different. You know, so if it's not about a girl, it's definitely about maybe, like, status-wise. Like, mm. one guy can, in, I'm not going to say he can enjoy his fame more, but he's a single man with fame. No, it's different. The other guy is a married man with fame. So it's just, like, your you're, other guy is out gallivanting. I'm sure maybe it caused, like, some some rifts there. I mean, for us, we both at home. We both married. We have very good common ground now. And by the way, you're just a curmudgeon anyway. I just know a lot about you, and I've accepted this from the start. Like, yo, this guy is just, he's old, man. You've been old since I met you. Yes. Drinking about none of this shit. No, I've I've been there, done that. I'm not excited by any of it. (laughs) It's funny because, like, people always, like, they ask me stuff. They was like, do you, like, enjoy? I was like, I've never liked any of this shit. Like, (laughs) 
it's it's <laughs> I, I don't I don't care. Like my man my, wants to go to a winery and relax. Yeah. <laughs> like so my nephew is going to Rolling Loud this weekend. My brother-in-law is taking my nephew Rolling Loud in Miami. And it's my first time my brother-in-law is taking my nephew to do anything, right? Yeah. Now, I raised my brother-in-law, my niece, my nephew and I got my own kids. Yeah. So, I've taken them everywhere. They all they all suck. In my mind, they're all trash because I've taken, I've taken them, took my brother-in-law on like a college tour. I took him to New York. I've done all these things for him and they're going to roll loud. And Fair's brother-in-law is doing quite well in life right now. So it's a good influence. Well, I mean, he had to learn from somebody, yeah, he right? Travels all the time. Motherfucker, I looked up to it, what, a couple months ago? He's just in Hawaii. It's chilling it, and shit. It's his dream, right? Like his dream was to travel. And I was like, cool. If that's yeah. what you're going to do, do you. Because I was like, I've been there, I've done that. So they're going to Rolling Loud, and my uh, my sister in law is like, uh, well, I told you, you know your nephew that he can only go if it was either you or your brother in law. I was like, wasn't going to be me. <laughs> She's like, why well, didn't like festivals? I was like, I hate them. She was like, you've been to so many of them. I hate every single one of them. I hate festivals. I hate everything. <laughs> you do. You hate everything. It, it's like I hate the like people. Like you've been to the club. I was like, that's cool. I hate it. Oh, my God. At Multiverse U at EDC, just fucking going crazy. I oh, shoot him. I just love it. I shoot him. Like, you're having way too much fun. You got to go. Like, I have fun at certain, but it's just like. It's, you have fun at the most old man, just yeah. fucking relaxation, couples massage with big E type it's, events. It's, my, it's funny because my wife doesn't even believe me. My wife is like, you're out there living it up, going to these fights. I was like. No, I'm not. Like, you you really, no. I was like, you're my wife, but I don't, like, my wife hates things more than I do, which is hard to believe. <laughs> this That's why we get true. along. It's not true. Yes, it is. She planned a spirited event that fell through, but my wife is looking forward to, like, the the rebooking of said event. Like, your wife will go out. She wants to do cool shit. Oh, yeah, like yeah, a, so my wife does want to. Like a wine and paint type thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that thing, yeah, that's supposed to Yeah, be. that's, a, nonetheless, but, she tries to plan, like, Cool hip shit. Yeah, but me, it's you just know. like when I go to fight, my wife's like, You're just having fun at the fights. I was like, I'm not having fun at the fights. About three fights in, I'm like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my job. Yep. Right? You complain immediately. Yeah. Oh, this card. Could have been doing this from home. Yeah. You this flip sucks. open something else. I'm going to watch. If we're at boxing, I'm going to watch MMA. If we're at MMA, I'm going to watch pro wrestling. If we're at a, wrestling, I'm watching box. I've been a like, grouch my whole life. So you know what you're going to get. There's no surprises. Like, <laughs> I may have fun, and, I, and when I'm ready to go home, I'm, I'm going home. I've I've gone past the phase of my life where I sacrifice my happiness for other people. Yeah, that's why people you get, don't gotta worry about me and Dre breaking up because no matter what, I know where to find his ass. Go right to his house. He ain't going nowhere. No, that's it. like I know exactly where he's gonna be. He's gonna be on his couch watching something on the TV mm-hmm. while playing a video game at the same time. That's all he wants to I'm do. A simple man. This <laughs> is very simple. And then fantasy football on his phone. Yeah, and or baseball. baseball. Or basketball. <laughs> that's that's it. It's so easy. So, yes, we're here to be the longest reigning duo in media. Another one bites the dust. We're climbing the ladder, baby. Climbing I'm, the ladder. I'm not celebrating anybody else's demise. No, of course not. They make way more money than we do. No, yeah, and I appreciate them. Shout out to the BX. But again, it is in the past. So, I will take the mantle when we look back at the longest reigning. Like, it's okay to have longevity. I'm proud that the New Day never broke up. Yeah. They also make a lot more money than me. But <laughs> they've been together as long as we've been together. They have been. That's how we can judge you. Next time we talk to E, be like, yo, E, how long have you, Woods and Kobe, been together? 
He's like, damn, it's been like eight years. It's literally like, what is our second show? Yep. We talked about the new day? Yep. Who Had knew? No faith. No faith. In the game. Who knew? Biggie's like my, my best friends in the whole wide world. Yep. Really? Oh, and I got a message you today. I got him a gift. What, you got him a wallet? Yes. I got, I got a new wallet. And it's so like, I got snazzy. Again, I got it from a, a podcast. Shout out. Um, so I listened to Talking Yanks. And this was one of their ads. So I was like, oh, let me try this. And it works. And it's great. And it's thin. I don't got my bulky wallet anymore. And I was like using it earlier today and I was paying for something. I was like, you know who needs this? <laughs> and I told my wife, I was like, yo, Amazon me another one of those. So tell E I got a present if he ever leaves his house. I'm glad he's recovering nicely. But he's turning into you slowly but surely. Oh, he's like, dude. That's <laughs> Like he wakes up and I, like he'll text me at four in the morning and I'm like, "What are you doing?" He was like, "I'm, I'm bored." <laughs> like, we'll find something to do. Like, but that's he. He stays at home. He went to L.A. like recently and was hanging out and he was texting me. He's like, "I'm having so much fun." I was like, "It's because you finally left the house. Finally, right. still got no heart on his walls." No, he's that man. I was like, "Yo," like because we'll zoom or we'll Facetime or whatever. He's like walking through his house. I'm like, "Dog, do you?" Do you even have furniture? Like, what's going on in this house? I think he moved in yesterday. Yes. We're going to pop up on him once. That's my brother. Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told him. I was like, I told him and Johnny because they stay like an hour from each other. I was like, I'm just going to pop up on y'all. And Johnny was like, my house is a lot different than these. Like, <laughs> got decor. We got, we got art. <laughs> He's like, I'm also married, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, man. So, no. We appreciate all you guys for listening to this crazy-ass open of the show. Yeah, best of luck to both the Bodega boys. We shall see what happens to both of them. If you guys have a crazy-ass story about a friend breakup or splitting or parting, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. We love to hear all the crazy stories going on. But we have to hit the break because we're supposed to be talking about boxing on this show. Definitely. So we're going to dive into that. Ryan Garcia had his fight this past weekend. So tons to talk about there. And if you guys haven't checked it out, we had a full interview drop on YouTube over the weekend with Oscar De La Hoya. We're going to put it at the end of this pod in case you guys didn't go to YouTube and look and watch it. You guys can stick around at the end of this and listen to the interview with Ryan, with Oscar De La Hoya, which happened before the Ryan Garcia fight. Tons of good stuff in there. Oscar didn't hold anything back. So we have that to come as well. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right, just that quick, we are back. Time to talk boxing. It's what we're here for, not breakups. This weekend, I guess, you know, there, there was a breakup. We talked a lot about Ryan Garcia and Canelo, the breakup between them and being in the same camp and everything. That was kind of the narrative coming into this. Last week, Dre, the narrative changed. I'm sure you saw this from home. It wasn't Canelo questions anymore. It was all about Ryan and Tank. It built... This fight, poor Fortuna. People still don't know who Javier Fortuna is. But not a bad fighter. Ryan was supposed to fight him last summer. People have been very down on Ryan Garcia. Mental health stuff. He had the surgery after that. So two fights he didn't have. Came back in his last fight against, what, to go or whatever. Didn't get the knockout. To go kind of ran around. Scheduled this one quick against Fortuna. 
And I spent the vast majority of the week telling people, yo, don't sleep on Ryan Garcia. Like, he is mentioned amongst these other guys for a reason. And he went out and proved that on Saturday night. So he goes, one, the crowd was there. Crowd at Staples. Great. Amazing. Crypto. Crypto.com arena. Amazing. He puts butts in the seats. Yes. Weird demo, though. It's kind of like, you know, young influencers and all this stuff. It's it's not urban loitering. It's like, I don't know, middle class loitering? I don't know what that it's would be. a bunch be. of people with their face in their phones. You know what? They were very in tune when he came out, though. Well, of course. And then they tried to get content. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, like, between friends, like, hey, we're here, like... On TikTok and Snapchat and yeah. whatever else the kids are on nowadays. Yeah, yeah, no, a ton of those people. So I look around, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, all right, he brought him out on a weekend that has MLB All-Star Game, all this stuff. Like, cool. They came out to see Ryan Garcia. Undercard initial was horribly boring. Undercard sucked. Painstakingly boring. So people were ready for Ryan. He had to put on a show. Got the big entrance, California mashup, everything else. He added like 20 tattoos. I was like, all right, let's see what he got. Gets in the ring, and immediately you can tell, like, oh, Fortuna's in trouble. Yeah. Because Ryan, there was no answer for Ryan's left hand, whether it was a jab, whether it was the checkup, whether he was setting up an uppercut at times. There was no answer for Ryan's left hand. And at this point, that's all you really got to worry about is the lead left. Like, first and foremost, you stop the left hand. And Fortuna had no clue how to do that. Ryan drops him three times during the course of this fight. First time with the same body shot that he ended the fight um, last time. With Luke Campbell. With Luke Campbell. Or I guess two fights ago. With Luke Campbell. Same body shot. Then starts mixing up between the body and the head. Drops him twice with lefts to the head. Last time, it was over with. My question to you is, before we dive into your thoughts on the fight itself, is this the most impressive win this year in the lightweight division? No. Lightweight? Yep. In this division. Mm-mm. No. Not the most impressive. Let's say in performance, this isn't the most impressive. No. Who had a better one? Devin. I didn't think Devin looked as good against Cambosis as He was a Ryan fight in the crash test, dummy. Fortuna had no chance in hell beating Ryan Garcia. I think Ryan beats the brakes off Cambosis the same way. Mm. Ryan? Mm-mm. Okay. Devin's performance didn't impress me. He did what he was supposed to do. It would impress me if he stopped Cambosis. But the see, guy who got dropped by Tiafimo in the 10th after Tio had no lung. Here's, here's my pro- problem. And this is the same problem with Tank. They ain't fought nobody. Neither of them. It's the most hype fight in boxing outside of Errol. Luke Campbell's and- a good win. Mm. Is it a great win? So, former champion, only lost to Loma. Yeah, it's pretty he got damn dominated good by Loma too, though, right? Didn't get stopped. But he, he almost killed Ryan Garcia in that fight. No, he did not. He dropped Ryan with a flash punch. Ryan got up. And, and, Lu- and Campbell has no power. Took, took his midsection. Here, here, here's my point. Who's Tank's best victory? Tank is horrible. I'm just paper. saying, who's his best victory? Tank's best victory is Gamboa. You know who the, who the MVP for, for Tank and Ryan Garcia are? The fucking matchmakers. They put them in there with people they're going to beat up. Yeah. So, like, I'm not impressed with Ryan knocking out Fortuna. He was supposed to do that. There was nothing necessary. Here, here's my... He's better than Roley. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> These two are on a collision course to fight each other, in which will be a major pay-per-view, which won't happen this year. 
I don't think it happens this year. It can't happen this year. I, no one wants a pay-per-view fight in December. So no. no but especially if you're going to have Spence and Crawford in November. Yeah. Like, there's just not enough money to go around, right? You wait till next spring. And then Tank and them not doing that. No. Tank's already, they're already looking for that. And, and I figure... Not leaving money on the table. Damn. Ryan Garcia will probably fight Jojo Diaz. That's, pro- that's where you should go. That's my exact prediction. But, and I think Tank fights no one. Here, here's my problem. Let's talk about the fight itself. Ryan Garcia and Tank, when they fight, it'll be a great fight because their defense is both trash. <laughs> I mean, listen, Ryan Garcia moves his head straight back. That's dangerous. He, keep, he, he, doesn't, he keeps his head on the line all the time. Under Joe Goosen, that's never going to improve, right? So even Fortuna was getting close with the overhand left. Tank gets touched a lot. As much as I, like, we think Tank is great and like Canelo likes Tank, go through all of Tank's fights. The man gets touched a lot. Yeah. And then he eventually detonates a bomb and then ends the fight. <laughs> Every time. He gives away rounds like Deontay Wilder. So a Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis fight could be like Hagler and Hearns, where these two are just throwing hands until somebody dies in three rounds. Good. But I'm not in, I, neither of them have impressed me. Like, Shakur Stevenson dominating Oscar Valdez the way he did, that impressed me. Because Valdez was an undefeated champion. Yes. Right? Cambosis was the undisputed, quote-unquote, champion. Yeah. Who beat Tiafima Lopez, one lung or not. And Devin Haney. That was a perfect story. And Devin Haney just ran him over. I'm not sure how much better Cambosis is than Fortuna. A lot better. Fortuna's not good. And and even if you looked at Fortuna. Luke Campbell. Fortuna looked soft in that fight. Sure, yeah, he did. He didn't look good. He couldn't even make the weight. Ryan Garcia's Um, best win is Luke Campbell. But if Ryan fights Luke Campbell, Tank Davis, like he fight Luke Campbell, he'll get knocked out. Because he's too susceptible to get hit. Yeah. If Tank hits Ryan with what Luke hit him with, Tank dies. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Oscar De La Hoya is coming out there. No, mijo. And like, yeah, yeah, it's all Ryan's over. a rat. Yeah, no, you got to fight smart. But again, we got to see if Tank can take a punch. But and that's the thing, Tank is, hasn't fought anybody who could crack. We could talk about Roly all we want. Roly's also an idiot. Talking about he's going to go fight Errol Spence. <laughs> I love that quote. Though. He's a maniac. Yeah, he's nuts. But the other side of this because there's a lot of people that say Tank would kill Ryan Garcia, and I'm like, well, Tank ain't never been hit before. Like. Yeah, yeah, Isaac Cruz and, and Tank broke his hand. That's that's probably that might be Tank's best win in terms of like gutting oh, it out. Because he couldn't rely on just the power punch. Right. He had to jab, he had to point. Right. It was his best boxing performance. And but if you fight Ryan Garcia, who's got a height and reach advantage, because Tank Davis got little pterodactyl arms, this gets this becomes a very interesting fight. But ne- neither of them right now, in terms of their victories and their quality of opposition. Are Devin Haynes fought a better opposition, and so is Shakur Stevenson. They're more complete fighters. Shakur has the best resume outside of Tio. Tio's resume is legit. Tio's resume is interesting because starching Comey, who's not an easy fight. Yeah, but Comey's been not starched before. But and beating Loma, it's not like it, it's Loma. It's Loma. It's, Loma. Like, it's, it's, it's that's where the, the buck stops. It's like Loma is the best victory out of any young fighter. Who else did he have? Magdalene. He had somebody else. It was trash. He knocked him out. But <laughs> he, did, it, he, he knocked a lot of people out. Yeah, but <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, T.O. beating Loma is better than any victory yeah. that any of these young fighters have had. Like, because it wasn't supposed to happen. No. Not like that. 
But Tank doesn't have like that big victory. Like Ryan Garcia's Luke Campbell performance is probably his best performance. Yep. Because it showed he can he could take a punch and get off the mat. But it, even when it shows he can take a punch, he got knocked down by somebody who can't really punch. Sure. So it makes me question like these two are meant for each other. I think it'll be a great fight, but I think there's distance between in terms of quality of opposition with Devin and Shakur and those. Sure. Two. I don't think the distance is that great when it comes to skill. No, and skill, well, the problem is, is I don't know with skill. Because Ryan has fight, fought Romero Duno. He's fought Luke Who Campbell. Who is Haney fought outside of Cambosis? Jojo Diaz, Yogi Rokas Gamboa, Jorge Linares. Like, he has... Linares is a good but, and And the thing is, is that when you watch Devin fight, you kind of see everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you see everything he's got. If you're very good, he can make it a stinker. But in the best of ways. Right. This, he's, he's got ways to alter his strategy yep. to make things work for him. Shakur is probably the most complete in terms of, of de- putting the defense into it. Because when you watch Shakur fight, like the Oscar Valdez like sealed the deal for me. Oh. Right? I was like, yeah, I mean, you pitched a shutout yeah. with Valdez. And Dropped so, him once. Yeah. Like the power was there. The defense was there. It's insane. Ryan hasn't really had to face that kind of adversity yet where he's faced somebody who has a better jab or has faster hands or just as fast hands who can touch him. I mean, Luke was that guy for Ryan. Yeah, but Luke's an like, Olympic gold medalist. There's a lot of Olympic gold medalists who yeah, just but don't it was, translate. Okay. They just don't translate. That's, that's fair. But over the past, I'd say this, over the past eight years, there's less of those. Yeah, it's If just, you're an Olympic gold medalist, you're pretty damn good. Like, Robesi Ramirez is really fucking good. Yeah, but... Like, silver how, medalists are we, really good. We just don't know how good they can be. Like, in, in this case of Luke Campbell... Like, he got dominated by Lomachenko. He hadn't really beat anybody, and he got knocked out by Ryan, which was, it's good for Ryan. Yeah. But it's not like, we, Ryan faced a little bit of adversity against somebody who can't punch. But if you look at the rest of the lightweight, or if he stays in 140, depending on what he, what he wants to do, you think Ryan Garcia beats Tiafimo Lopez at 140? I'm, we'll go through, like, well, Teal's not under 25 anymore. No. But, but um, he'll, well, he's over 25. In, like, a couple, couple like weeks. A, yeah. Not yeah. That. But, it would, but I don't think any of them beat Teofimo Lopez. I'm I, still I don't know. really, really high on Teofimo. A focused Teofimo Lopez beats all of them. But that's the problem. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm, I can't guarantee what the mental state is going to be going into that. But when you talk about all the skills, from what I saw against Loma, from what I saw when he wants to put power on people, he has all the tools that it takes to beat every single one of them. Because he not only beat Loma, he beat him at his own game. So if you're Devin Haney and you're just only defensive and you can't keep Tio off of you, he's going to beat you. See, I don't know. Here's my thing about the Loma fight. As much as I love Tio Fiona's performance against Lomachenko, we can all agree Loma started late. Yeah, because Tio gave him nothing. Right, but what I'm saying is, if yeah. they have a rematch, it's not going to play out the same. Sure, but I mean, then we go to the 12th round where Loma made his adjustments, Tio made his adjustments. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's an interesting fight, right? Like, I don't think Tio is that much better than the field. I think Shakur right now is the most complete fighter. Yeah, Shakur is a whole different beast. Like, Shakur is the most complete fighter. I think Devin, Ryan, Tank, I think Boots is a different beast entirely. Every time I watch, every time I watch, I see Boots, Boots get hit, and I need to see what his defense is about. He just steamrolls people. I mean, he steamrolls people, but I've been watching Boots for a while. Like Boots is slick. He's he's hard to hit. Him and Virgil have to go down. Like it does sooner or later. 
And Virgil's another one where I'm like, these guys are different. I kind of now want Boots to catch like a, a Terrence Crawford long in the tooth. Just to I mean, see. Like, I don't need to see him like prime Crawford. Even a long in the tooth Crawford I need to see. So ultimately, I think Ryan Garcia had a good performance. I'm not terribly impressed. If Ryan Garcia goes out there and fights Jojo Diaz and stops him, yeah. I'll be impressed. I think that's the natural next fight. Because one thing Floyd knows, and I'm not sure Tank is like necessarily going to be with Mayweather Promotions. Um, I think Floyd will always be an advisor. And one thing Floyd knows is when the people want it and it's super hot, wait a little longer. Yeah. And it's, I think that's the, the plan, right? So Ryan's going to call him. He's going to say Tank's dunking and everything. Let Ryan have one more fight. And then wait a little longer. It's risky business, though. With these guys, it's risky because Ryan is vulnerable, right? Like Pacquiao. But well, then he got to do his. Yeah, he has to do his, his like, part of this. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if and Pacquiao were, was Pacquiao got knocked out by Marquez, had to build himself back up, and I Floyd know. was like, "There's still time." Yeah, and it ended up being the biggest fight ever, right? Yep. But it was it was like Floyd was like different. Like Tank's not close to Floyd. Nobody's close to Floyd. No. Right. I would argue and, Tank's ahead of where Floyd was at this age. No, he was not. Star power, earning potential, pay-per-views. Star power, earning potential, sure. I'm not, I'm not arguing skill. I'm just saying, yeah. like, so as different as Floyd became in terms of a draw and making fights really big. Yeah, it wasn't until he was 30, right? Tank when, when, is ahead of that. Guy. Like, he turned that corner. Yeah. But it's like the thing about Floyd is he had Gennaro Hernandez, Diego Corrales. He had defining performances oh, along the way. Every three years. Yeah. Every, every, like, two and a half years, he's like, oh, I really got to fight someone? Yeah. All right, cool. And then he... he then chop, he, chop. Yeah, it, like he shows out. Like, Gervonta doesn't have that. No. So it's like when you look at the landscape of these young fighters, they're all kind of vulnerable. It's like when they were trying to get Gamboa to fight Wanma. Yeah. And Bob Aaron was like, we're going to let him marinate. And then both of their asses got beat. Yep. You can't wait. Ryan is vulnerable. He's a guy who could get beat. Like, if he fights Jojo Diaz, it's not an easy fight. No. Like, he could lose that fight. Good. So, but and if you think Floyd, he's good enough to win, I think he's good enough to win too. Yeah, but Ryan also has to remember is like there's two things you're fighting. You're fighting JoJo, but you're also fighting Devin's performance against JoJo. Yeah, which he's done pretty well so far with topping people that have fought. Again, you're not fighting Luke Campbell. You're fighting Loma's performance against Luke. So you go in there and you stop him. Like. He's done pretty well in those situations. We haven't seen Tank in any of those situations. No, and that's that's my problem with like, Tank. Tank is making the most money now because Devin took less money. But he's making the most money now with the least resume. I just think it's funny that none of them want to fight Devin. They won't even bring him up. Because that's such a hard... Like, because... I mean, the ESPN fight did pretty good for it being in Australia. But it's not pay-per-view... No, I'm, but the so point is, just like, what is he bringing? He's too difficult. Ha- that guy has all the belts. Yeah, and you won't even say his name. Nah, they said the hell with the belts. And it's like <laughs> they don't care about the belts. And it's weird because like, you should say his name and say I'll get to you. Say something. Tank mentioned him once. Once, Devin shows up as the champion, calling people out. That's yes. what I like about Devin, though. It's like I'm the champ, and he doesn't say come and get me. He's like I'll fight you. Why won't you fight me? Lomachenko, why won't you fight me? Star power's just... And even now, like, being at ESPN, it's like, yo, like, it's time to... Like, the handcuffs were a little on, right? Because you got to go to Australia. It's a time difference. All this stuff. Like, understand. He had to play the B-side to get the belts. I like their position now, where he's like, I'm fighting in October. Can both come here or, or whatever? 
Like, you want to call me breach of contract? What? Like, I, I don't care. We're reworking some shit because it ain't going down like that. But I think if it's in America, you can give him a hip-hop act. You can give him the big entrance. He, he needs some of that because he hasn't had that. No. They dropped the ball at the zone when he was on the Jake Paul card and not giving him a soft touch so he can get a knockout. And those kids can know. Like, that matchmaking that was bad. set him back probably two years. Yeah. Popularity. And then now it's like, yeah, he has all the belts, but he won them in Australia and the fight was at 11 a.m. <laughs> so it's just like, damn, the kid can't catch a break. No, but it's just, it's like the Floyd effect, right? It's like, you can't, you can only avoid him for so long. Oh, no. He's, he's here for everybody. He yeah. wants to smoke. That's what like, and if you're Ryan Garcia and you're in like, Ryan was like, yeah, we fought six times and I beat him three. But he's like, you lost the last three, Ryan. That's fair. And it's like, Devin got in your face, got in Tio's face. If he finds Tank, he's going to get in his face, too. Yeah. And it's like, y'all got to say the man's name. Like, you could be very honest and say, the fight doesn't make me as much money, but his time will come. Yeah. Say something, because now it's starting to look like, yo, he's the champ. They can avoid him for now because the star power is not as high as them, right? So the people clamoring for him and him even clamoring and getting in people's face, if they don't post it, it doesn't matter because his audience is minuscule compared to theirs. You know, the, but the worst part about this is, let's just say, or hypothetically, Tank versus Ryan happens next spring. Yeah, should. The loser's done. No, hell no. If the loser no gets crushed, if the loser gets crushed in terms of, like, uh, maybe they get Adrian Bronage, right? Because they never fought anybody, and now when you lose, like. If Tank were to get crushed by Ryan Garcia, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. He could beat so many other people. Could he? We don't know. It's not like... We, he, we know he's not mediocre. He's not average. But, but what I'm saying we, is... We don't know how great these guys are, if he but got, we know they're pretty damn good. If he got smoked by Ryan Garcia, Tank is what, 28? Yeah. You can't go out there and just keep giving him soft touches. To no, but Devin could drop the belt and then, what, at 135, can he beat a Richard Comey? Yes. Can he beat, like, he can end up a double champ well, at 135 I'm and just be saying, fine. it becomes complicated because he hasn't fought anybody, and then people, it's like, it's like in pro wrestling, it's the Goldberg effect, right? When Goldberg finally lost, it was like, all right, so yeah. now you start picking apart everything he does wrong. When your career is predicated on knockouts, that also Right, so it's like, and if Ryan loses, it was like he was a guy, but he'll have the social media following, don't get me wrong, but they all, they'll say the same thing about him. Well, he didn't fight anybody, and he got smoked. Like, the loser of that fight is in trouble because the reason why is that fight's not going to a decision. No. Somebody's getting hurt. You can lose. It's what you do after that. You can't lose repeatedly. Like, Adrian Broner got washed by Maidana. It was never the same. You saw it happen at the press conference. Yeah. Yeah. He just walked out. I don't need to be at this press conference, man. I'm out. Yeah. Like, he's he's never the same after that. But you can lose, bounce back. And run like six fights in a row again and be just fine. See, I don't. I, I That's don't the Pacquiao. Like well, Pacquiao could lose, but best believe his next four, he gonna be on it again. Well, see, here's, then he could lose. Here's, like, here's the difference, right? Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis haven't fought anybody. They fight each other, and one of them gets nuked. This isn't necessarily about what we think. It's about what they start thinking about themselves. That's key. But you got to understand, like that is boxing. Everyone. Is it? I, I think that's, yeah, it's boxing without Floyd. Boxing without Floyd was, yo, we're going to fight. I could get nuked. And then guess what? Nobody else going to run this. So what's up? Like, and then we're going to meet again in three years and we're going to run it back. Because you know what? You might have got me at 135, but let's see what it's about at 140. 
but see what it's about at 147. That that was boxing before Floyd. People lost, and you know, all the time. We run it back. Yeah, but they, like, again, they fought each other, right? They did, and this is, they're so young that we can't just be like, oh, if they were 31, 32, if they were Spence and Crawford, different, because haven't fought Thurman, right? Who's the other big bad of your era? Right. Neither of you guys fought him. Like, y'all didn't fight each other. Technically, y'all fought Sean, but, like, y'all ain't fight the, the other big bads in your era. Errol fought Danny. I mean, Errol fought Danny, Ugas, Sean. No, but Ugas wasn't thought of a big bad in there. No, no, no. Danny, no, just, I'll give you Danny. Yeah. Danny was, like, of their crew, like, yo, these are the best right. of your era. One of them have fought. So it's just, like, now we go into the Spence Crawford one, and you'd be like, yo, if someone gets knocked out here, it's over. Because they, your resume is not good enough. If you fight young enough... And you'd be like, all right, we're going to run this back later at 140 or at 147. Like, you're, you're fine. Marquez and Pacquiao fought at three different weight classes. Yeah, but they also fought everybody. They did. But if you start young enough, you have that opportunity. My point is these two aren't getting any younger. And Ryan's got a leg Ryan's up. 24. Ryan's got a leg up. Tank doesn't. No, but Tank got to. This is when you have to start. And you say, yo, it falls how it falls. You have... The point, like, he has, in some ways, he has to fight somebody next year. He has to. Oh, yeah. Fires like, to the feet. We're getting to the point where Shakur, Devin, Ryan, Boots, Virgil, Bam Rodriguez, their accolades have passed yours. Yeah, you're a star, but you got to fight somebody. Yep. Like, you have to go fight Regis Progre. It's amazing fight. But do you have to fight somebody? Regis at date. I'm not sure if anyone wants to fight Regis. Like I'm not necessarily <laughs> sure if Teal Regis gonna have a date at 140 if like Haney doesn't move up. That's a hell of a fight. Oh right. yeah. Like you have Josh Taylor. There's a lot of people you can fight. There's only so much you can go circle in the drain before you fall in it. Like yeah. you have to fight somebody. So I looked at Ryan Garcia's performance and I truly believe like Ryan really wants to fight Tank. I don't know if Tank really wants to fight Ryan. Not because he doesn't want to fight him. I think Tank is now caught up in the business aspect of it, hmm. where it's like, if he listens to Floyd and was like, let this thing marinate for a couple years, I don't know if you want to do that. The problem here is Floyd not only lets it marinate, but he protects the O. Because it means something to Floyd. And that's flawed logic. It is. Because, okay, De La Hoya didn't make as much as you, Floyd. He made it before you, though. And Manny didn't make as much as you, but he made a shit ton. None of them cared about that O. The fight still made money. Yeah. Floyd believes the O is what carried some of that weight to making all of this money. So he's like, yo, you could be their level, but if you lose, you'll never be my level. So we got to protect O. Like, it's the Jordan effect in basketball. Like, he's perfect in the finals. It fucked up basketball. Because now if you lose once in the finals and you win eight times, like, you could win seven rings. Steph has seven rings. If he lost two finals, he's never the GOAT. No. Like, Jordan set the bar. Like, it's, it's a wrap yeah, for he, a whole generation. He just didn't protect his own. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> but, I, but still, like, you know, it, it's just one of those things, though. Like, you inadvertently set the bar just to mark for a whole generation that's yeah. unattainable. And Floyd's done the same. Like, Floyd, I don't consider him the greatest ever. I don't think I put him in my top five. Most people don't. Yeah, like, some people do and put him in their top five Casuals now. do. Yeah. I, I see boxing people have him top five. I think he may have earned a spot in the top 10. Yeah, no, he has. So, cool. Top 10. But the people ahead of him, Floyd, all of them have lost. Yeah. 
most of them lost, came back, ran it back, and got that. <laughs> but got what did they back. do? They fought everybody. They fought everybody. Like Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray Robinson fought everybody. Ali fought everybody. Right. Roberto Duran fought everybody. Yep. Sugar Ray Leonard fought everybody. Joe and Lewis fought everybody. Talking about getting washed. Duran got washed, said no moss. Yeah. Came back and won titles in two more divisions? Well, yeah. I mean, Roberto like, Duran was the scariest lightweight we'd ever, ever seen. But the thing is, is like, people talk about age. And it's a very weird thing. It's like, yeah, these fighters are young. But like, Mike Tyson was a world champion at 21. He's like, a freak of nature. But but if you really look at this, a lot of these guys that were young, Jones. like Canelo was young. Yeah, right. Canelo was young. Like if you go back, Terence Crawford wasn't that old. No. He's getting older now. But Corrales was on a blistering pace. Yes, before and he left. he ran into Floyd. Yeah, but he was young. But these guys were young, and it, and there were things like Tuesday night fights on USA yep. that you could watch them on. Like Tank is like strictly this pay per view guy, but he had pay per view too early. That might have been what fuck. Because these fights would have been fine if you could have chained them together, fight three times in a year, four times in a year. Cool. Like, these opponents would have been cool. But you're in pay-per-view, so now you can only fight twice a year. It's it, Yeah. So now he would have gotten through all these people three years ago. But now it's like, uh, now you're 28. You should have done all of this when you're 25, challenging for the real title at 26. Could have went against Loma. Could have went against... Luke, you could you could beat Loma to the punch of some of these belts, yeah. and it was too much. One thirty was one thirty where he was at was open for title taking, but you couldn't fight enough to force these fights because you were in paper. It's like, bro, you fought Roly Romero. Like, <laughs> it's really hard for me to sit here and say, I wish, I wish Arrow would just be like, oh, let's do it, like real quick. Like, yeah, in like, September, I'll come back in October. Yeah, yeah, I'll beat you up real quick. Because, like, <laughs> Tank fought Roly Romero, right? And it's, like, good business because he did all right in pay-per-view and everything else. But it's almost like a waste of a camp. Because, like, when Floyd fought Conor McGregor, he didn't even train for that fight. He just went out there and beat him up. And Tank fights Roly. Everyone's like, yeah, great, he won. And it's like, Roly almost got a bigger rub than Tank. Yeah. Coming out of that fight. And that's kind of like the wrong way to do business. <laughs> like, you don't want the bum that no, hasn't really fought anybody to get a bigger rub than you telling me he's going to fight Errol Spence and making headlines. This is ridiculous. Yep. The whole point is, if this fight's going to happen, he's just going to hurry up and do it. Tank needs to fight somebody. He'll probably fight somebody in December. It's a low-key pay-per-view. They can get away with 200,000 pay-per-view buys and nobody will say anything, right? I don't know who he fights. Ryan Garcia should fight Jojo Diaz on the zone. In, I don't know. A week before, a week after. Yeah, fight I mean, November. Fight, fight close to tank to make it interesting. That Thanksgiving time is probably. It's easy if you're fighting on the zone because it's subscription based, right? Yeah. Like it's easy to put a fight on. Be like, oh, it's December third. We'll watch fight. Ain't got nothing else Doesn't to do. Matter. But I gotta spend ninety dollars to watch a tank fight. Eh, I gotta watch. I gotta spend money to watch Triple G. I gotta spend money in Canelo. I gotta spend money to watch Spence and Crawford. Whatever UFC pay-per-views, got the Garden pay-per-view well, in November. tank fight? I don't know. You damn near got to fight Isaac Cruz again. Run it back healthy and knock him out. What if you don't? Then it looks bad twice. <laughs> like, you lost your excuse. But you got, I mean, because Isaac Cruz is going to be the co-main on the September 3rd pay-per-view, which is Andrew Ruiz. Which should not be a pay-per-view. I mean, listen. And it's semantics. I can't. But, <laughs> I don't make the rules. But yeah, you know. like, so uh, he's the co-main on that. 
He just starts Gamboa. Yeah. He's done like enough to keep the buzz going. If he wins that, he could turn around in December. He could. It's just Tank's in a he's just in a weird spot. All I'd say though, going back to Ryan's performance, the one thing you didn't mention, Ryan using his lead right hand. Yeah. Ryan so, could every- also fight Isaac Cruz, and that'd be one hell of a thing. Because if he knocks out Isaac Cruz and Tank couldn't, now we're now we're cooking. Ryan's in this interesting spot where he can look at Oscar and be like, look, I'm just gonna beat up everybody Tank beat until he fight me. Right? Make it happen. Yep. Just just make it happen. I just sold out crypto. Did he sell out? Was it a sellout? It was damn near. I didn't see him too many empty seats. So he's like, I, I just did this. Just put, like, whenever Tank announces the next date, put me on the week before or the week after. I'm just going to chase him. <laughs> just chase him. Just shadow the man. Like, you got to do it. Like, you have to do it. You have to force. You have to make Tank look bad. Yeah. That should be your end game. White on rice. Yeah. He's going <laughs> like, to be like the DX takeover in wrestling. He's going to go to Tank's fight outside. Yeah, that's or, Like, I mean, on a Tank, Triple I'm, H style. I'm dead serious. <laughs> like, he should do all of these things yeah. because... Tank, like, Tank was like, see y'all in December. And it was like, when he tweeted that, I was like, why would you tweet that? Because you know it ain't Ryan. You know it ain't Ryan. And if we're heading into, if we're heading into next spring. And that's the problem now, that he tweeted it. You can't take that back. No, the toothpaste out the tube. So now when you don't do it, oh, the whole narrative is that he's ducking. And and now it becomes, you head into next year, right? So, like, if Errol and Terrence fight in November, like we all expect. Yep. Right? And Triple G and Golovkin, we know Canelo's going to fight next May, right? And we know that Jake Paul's probably going to fight in the spring as well, right? Regardless of pay-per-view, yep. depending on who he fights. Javante, you can't be doing these bullshit pay-per-views for much longer. Because people got to spend some money. Because yep. now, the winner spends Crawford, they get another pay-per-view fight. I think there's a rematch clause problem. Yeah, but it, it's a pay-per-view regardless. Yeah. They'll fight, people are going to have to spend money. Canelo's going to fight. People are going to have to spend money. Who am I missing? There's another paper. Canelo might not fight again until May. He'll fight in May. He'll yeah. definitely fight in May. But everybody's Don't let clear. AJ win. That, right. Right? <laughs> like, if Anthony Joshua wins and Him you start and- targeting a Fury fight, and if you're Tank, it's like, where do you fit? Yeah. You can't fight a bum. You need to fight Ryan Garcia. Right? Ryan's fighting on the zone, which is like, yeah, he's making his money, but it's a subscription-based service. He's not yeah. fighting on pay-per-view. Now you got this. Now all they, this- they, they do have pay-per-view. They do, they which they, fucking KSI is fighting on pay-per-view. Yeah, and Ryan's not. I don't know. Whatever. I, they know what they're doing. Because yeah. KSI is going to clean up in that UK fight. Yes. He's going to clean up. But they're playing it right. I'm concerned that Floyd and Tank, and like they look at the business of it, and they don't realize, like, yo, the game is about to pass you by if you don't hurry up and fight somebody. Mm-hmm. So I was impressed. I, I liked Ryan's performance. I figured he'd do that. I just think, in Ryan's case, Every week, call out Tank, go fight Jojo Diaz. <laughs> I think that's the game plan. That, go call out Tank every week. Every week, get on social media. Just call tweeted out again about Tank. Yeah, just, just tweet about Tank, go fight Jojo Diaz. Beat Jojo Diaz, call out Tank. And if you beat him faster than Devin Haney's in, call out Devin Haney too. Because you're in Golden Boy. You're like in, on an island. You got to call out somebody. So I hope that's what he does. I don't, I don't know what, like, T.O. fights, what, August 13th? Yep. Here in Vegas. Resorts World. Danny Garcia fights next week. Yep. Yeah, I'll be at that fight too. Uh, Anthony Johnson. Danny at 154. Yeah, Danny's fighting at 54. Benavidez is going to be back soon. I don't even know when the Joshua fight is. 20th? 20th. There's, for Tank, it's just, it's one of those spots where everybody's fighting people and you're not. Yep. And you're on pay-per-view. He has to fix it. He's got to fix it. It looks like what? What is Devin fighting when? He's fighting October. Now, 
if Cambosis wants to come here, he can have a shot at the belts again. If not, I mean, listen, top rank got a lot of people. They do. In that, in that 135 realm that he can fight. And then don't let Devin go out there and fuck somebody up either. Like, don't let him oh, go out there and just start stuff. somebody. Yeah. And then Devin gets on the mic. And it's like, oh, God, he's calling our name. Cambosis never getting a title shot again because Loma's next after that. Yep. Loma's going to come back, get a, a warm up fight, all things considered, as much as it could be yeah. for Loma. And then he's right into the Devin fight. Devin's third fight on ESPN is going to be Loma. And then we're going to know all we need to know. Yeah, we'll know everything. Pound for pound is interesting. There's a lot of. It's going to be... The Charlos are hanging around trying to look for their pay-per-view fights. Ain't shit for Charlo at 154. <laughs> it got to stop. <laughs> I mean... Really, though? They ain't nothing... Like, I looked through the 154 rankings. It's like, not great. It's like, damn. Like, like come on. If Errol beats Terrence Crawford and jumps up to 54, well, now you got to fight. Him versus Charlo is tough. Like, friend versus friend thing. But he beats the brace off. But Errol... You know, Errol's like, I'm going to fight him. Yeah. His old country, Texas draw. I'll fight him. He's got a belt. I want to fight him. It'd be great to see Bud, though. That's what I'm saying. Bud wins. Bud's a strong little man. He's a he's a nasty. That'd be man. going for three division undisputed. Yeah, if he was able to do that. If he if he can pull this off, pivoting to Terrence Crawford. If he can pull this off, where fights Arrow. If he beats Arrow, let's say he stops Arrow. Yeah, he's number one pound for pound. Yep. right. Passes everybody. And then he goes, vacate. Hey. Yeah, he's like, all right, this is cool. Fucked on this. Yeah, fuck it. Charlo, beat your ass too. Let's get it. Like, this is the late Mayweather career. If Terrence could figure out the media aspect of it, he could become a huge draw. I don't even know if he'll be a draw. Like, he's, if he does that, he's pushing top five all time. I don't know if he's pushing top five all time. Still got some work to do. Undisputed at 140. Undisputed at 147 against a top three pound-for-pound guy. Undisputed at that point, which would be another top 10 pound-for-pound guy, at 154. I don't know. If, I still don't know if he's no one's, top five. In a four belt era, no one's ever been no, that, two division. I, I don't know. It just depends on how these performances. There's a lot of things that go into And undefeated at that point. Yeah. Still. It, it's just, it's fine. It's about time with Terrence Crawford. Yeah. Like he hadn't really fought. It's like fine. And he just can't hang around too long. <laughs> then you just got to be like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. Dodge this shit. Yeah. Get out. But Ter- Terrence has a path to stardom. Everybody has a path to stardom. It's just, I just keep looking at Tank and I'm just like, I don't know. Because we His just path mentioned- is there. He's got to take it. He just won't take it. It's, it's right there. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. Like, you got three people, bing, 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 right there, that if you play your cards right, easy. Fight Ryan, be Ryan, cool, I'm out. Then you force, okay, now I'm going to Haney for all the belts. If you can beat Haney for all the belts, then Loma's still there. Yeah, You can fight Loma. Okay, cool. And then by then, Shakur's ready to come up. And you go, Shakur, like, you can... He can. A I, mandatory in there a little bit? He just bit. won't. No, he won't. They're not doing it. Good old boxing. Yeah, damn it, boxing. But we can talk all day about what Ryan should do and who he should fight. No one else wants to see Ryan fight Tank? Oscar De La Hoya told me that when I interviewed him last week. We're going to give the people that interview coming up right after this break because if they didn't check it out on YouTube, Oscar was on it. He's always on it. Oscar was on it, baby. He talked Canelo. Say so Canelo, I ten need, fights out of ten, Canelo will not beat Bivol. I need Oscar to stop. <laughs> like, I, seriously, man, I need. I, I like, look, Oscar, I, I get it, man. It's like Ryan's your guy. Canelo, there's a breakup. Oscar and Canelo. Like, you don't like you don't like Canelo anymore. He also favors Crawford over Earl. That's fair. Told me that as well. 
that's 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 fair. But it just sounds like sour grapes when the Oscars talks about Cadello, right? It's like he's trying to be objective. He He just says 175 is too big. He beat Kovalev at 75, which is true. 75 is too big for Mention that. Yes. I think that I think it's true. He said he could beat some people when it's well placed. I don't know if 10 times out of 10 he loses to Bivol. I don't know that for 10 sure. out of 10 is a lot. That's a lot. That's no chance in hell for a guy who is one, yeah, one of the greatest. Of and it's like you're just saying, like, <laughs> never? Like, never? stop, Oscar. Like, he'll I win. Know. I think he'll win. Like, if they have the rematch and he wins, what's Oscar gonna say then? He can't be he can't be better BF. <laughs> That's what he's gonna say. I mean, dog, I mean he's got he's gotta beat Triple G. King Arthur is crazy. No, he does have to beat Triple G. Like, it, I, like I, we put out my behind the numbers video and people they like Got a ton of traction. People were pissed. People were like, people don't judge fights off of CompuBox? Like, bitch, what do you think they judge fights off of? I know they don't see the CompuBox numbers. Yeah. But my point stands, the thing I said about Canelo and Triple G, was that Canelo only outlanded Golovkin in four rounds in, out of 24. The fact remains is, like, if you're going to beat Golovkin, those ju- you may not get the benefit of those same judges going, ah, all right, we're yep. going to give you these rounds. Right? And I get an Adelaide Bird. Yeah, you can't always have an Adelaide <laughs> Bird in your corner. Canelo get like, whoo! People think he's gonna dog Golovkin. If he beats Golovkin, he's supposed to. Yeah. If he's in a tough fight, I don't know how people will take it. If he loses, he could lose, man. Back to back losses. That's rough. Eddie is weeping. Yeah. Openly, Eddie's like his biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost adorable. Eddie's just running out of T-Mobile Arena, ripping open his pajama top, just <laughs> crying tears. Yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. You guys don't go anywhere. We have the Oscar De La Hoya interview right after this. Thank you all for joining us, as always. Though shout out to everyone in the booth while we are talking about this one hell of an interview. Be right back. I'm here with Golden Boy Promotions, CEO, founder, everything for the company. It's his namesake, Oscar De La Hoya, joining us this week. Ryan Garcia versus Fortuna in L.A. at the, let me get this right, Crypto.com Arena. It's going right. to take, take me a while to, to figure that one out and get used to that one. If you guys get confused, <laughs> there's a giant statue of this man in front of the arena. Just go there. Man, right. Oscar, thank you for taking time out during this busy week. First and foremost, L.A., a place you know well. You have the statue. How great is it to see Ryan Garcia draw like he does in L.A. and kind of you know follow in those footsteps where he could be the next big star performing in an arena like Crypto.com? Yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're excited um, to, uh, to once again um, promote at such an iconic arena, um, I was I was uh, I was the very first fighter to uh, to uh, step inside a ring uh, at the Staples Center, formerly known as the Staples Center. But it's it's beautiful to to see a fighter from uh, from Victorville here in California um, trying to to follow my footsteps or any other you know fighter's footsteps um, who's a champion. Um, you know Ryan Garcia, I think, has the abilities to to win many world titles, to become great, to, um, to fight the very best. So he's, uh, he's obviously on his way. And, um, I think this is the first step right here, uh, this Saturday, 
um, uh, where he has a, a chance to prove it. And I believe that if he gets past uh, this Saturday, um, sky's the limit for him. You know, obviously, the uh, talks have been um, you know, fighting with uh, Tank Davis, uh, fighting with the very best at, uh, at 135 pounds. So we're, uh, we're super excited. Not to discount Fortuna is a tough opponent, right? Supposed to fight yeah. Ryan last summer. It's going to be a true test for Ryan for him to really come out there and make a statement. But you touched on Tank Davis. At this point, people kind of compare records, right? They compare resumes. And a lot of people discount Ryan because of who he's fought. But you look at Tank Davis. Yes, he fights on pay-per-view. But would you say like him and Ryan are still kind of like on even level where they both need each other to prove something instead of Ryan just chasing him? Well, I mean, look, um, there's, there's arguments left and right. Who's the more popular fighter? Who's the better fighter? Who has the better resume? Obviously, Tank Davis is world champion. Yep. And, uh, and so that, uh, that uh, validates the fact that uh, he, he is, um, on paper, the better fighter. So um, a lot of comparisons. There's um, a lot of parallels. I, I strongly feel that the buildup has been so great that you can make this fight tomorrow and uh, it'll, be, it'll be a super fight. It'll be probably one of the biggest fights in, in, in recent years. So uh, as long as Ryan Garcia is winning, as long as uh, Tank Davis is winning, I think, uh, I think their paths are going to cross um, sooner than later. I'm hoping sooner. Um, this Saturday night will be, uh, will be uh, obviously a great test for Ryan. He's facing an um, ex-world uh, champion, two-time world champion. Um, and I strongly feel that if, uh, if Ryan Garcia makes a statement, not only wins, but makes a statement and, uh, and goes out there and knocks out uh, his opponent, I strongly feel that this fight with Tank Davis can get made uh, in November. And I'm going to push for it as hard as I can. Uh, we just got news today from the WBA uh, that they, uh, they mandated um, uh, Bivol to fight uh, Sula Ramirez for the world title, yep. uh, the guy who beat Canelo Alvarez. So I'll be uh, making the phone calls to the WBA uh, right after Ryan's fight that night to hopefully order um, Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis, and we can get that, we can get that going um, for November. This fight was looked at by many people as a WBC eliminator, as though Ryan will be next in line for Devin Haney and those titles. If it turns out to be both and you make the calls to the WBA, and they say, yeah, he can also be in an eliminator with Tank Davis. Where does he go? Because now you have several options in front of you, right? right? Like, would, would you, at this point of his career, you being on outside, helping him steer the ship, would you rather fight with Tank Davis or, or would you rather fight with someone like Devin Haney? I, I would rather go, uh, I would rather go the Tank, uh, um, the tank uh, uh, side because he, Tank Davis is the very best, and I think um, I think Brian Garcia has it in him. I know that he is young. I know that he um, he's still improving. He's still growing. He's still getting stronger, um, growing into his man strength. But I still I really feel that um, that Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis can be the biggest fight uh, in recent years for boxing and. Uh, and for fight fans, for myself, for everybody in boxing, I think, uh, I think it's music to everybody's ears. Um, you know, we've been talking about uh, Tank Davis and Ryan for a long time. 
why not get it on? Why not? Uh, why not have uh, the WBA order that fight and forget the WBC, forget everybody else? Let's make that fight happen and see who's the best. Ryan Garcia believes he has what it takes to not only knock out Fortuna this weekend. We've heard him say it during the the buildup, but he feels like yeah. he can knock out Javante Davis as well. When you look at his skill set. Do you see the same? Do you think if they get in a ring, not only is it going to be a great fight, right? Because these guys don't have boring fights. They're both amazing. But do you see him going in there and stopping a guy like Javante Davis? Well, look, I mean, in my, in my experience uh, with boxing, and I've seen it all. I've, I've obviously been in the ring. I've been in there with, uh, with the very best. I've experienced, um, you know, the fighters that I've promoted over the years, um, you know, up close and personal what it takes, what it's like, um, how you react in the ring. Um, there's, there's so many variables that come into play. Um, I just feel that both guys are special. I feel that Gervonta Davis is such a special talent inside the ring. I feel that Ryan Garcia is a special talent. And when you bring out the best in both guys, we're going to get a great fight. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, I, I feel that Ryan Garcia does have what it takes to beat Gervonta Davis, and Gervonta Davis has what it takes to beat Ryan Garcia. Um, you know, that special factor that both fighters have, it's like if one fighter goes down, like Ryan did with, uh, with Luke Campbell, yep. if, if, if Ryan goes down, he's going to get back up and knock you out. That's just in his nature. And same thing with Gervonta Davis. If he ever gets dropped or, or you know, he's going to get back up and knock you out. It's just... It's something special. It's something um, um, instinctive that both fighters have. They have the heart. They have, uh, they have the fight in them. They have the will, the power, the strength. So uh, I think that uh, I think when it comes down to it, if both fighters are in that same ring um, one, one night, hopefully in November, I think that it's going to come down to uh, it's going to come down to who wants it the, the, the most, um, who's trained harder, who's trained smarter. Um, who, uh, who is keeping their composure, who, uh, who can stay calm, cool, and collective inside the ring. A lot of variables come into play. It's not just one thing, but, uh, but both guys are, are special fighters. You mentioned that, and looking at Ryan in particular, turns 24 in a month. He's only 23 years old. He's done all of this already in his career, all of the hype, all the accolades. You went through the Olympic process. You came out. You were the golden boy. You started, you know, still having to get your feet wet as a pro. I believe, if I read this right, you were just a champion at that age, at 24 years old. A lot of people look at Ryan like he's behind the ball. If we go by, like, the standard career in the 90s, the 80s, he would just be starting his career. Do you see him as though, like, okay, this is just the beginning? Or do you feel like there's a timetable where it's like, we have to get titles on him for him to become a three-division, four-division type of champion? Sure. Well, look, everything happens for a reason. Um, with, with Ryan Garcia, I mean, everybody has their own path they have to take um, to, to superstardom, to, uh, to where they want to get eventually uh, in their careers, in their life um, as a fighter. I strongly feel that everything happens for a reason. With Ryan Garcia, look, he, he had his mental health issues, that he was dealing with. Um, he unfortunately had his, uh, his injury to his right hand. Um, so he's had a few setbacks, but I strongly feel that this is, this is the time. 
this is the time for him to uh, to shine. I mean, I think Saturday night uh, will be uh, will be a testament to uh, to how great Ryan Garcia is. I strongly feel that Ryan Garcia is a fighter that always steps up uh, um, um, to the competition. Um, meaning, you know, the better fighter he has in front of him, the better uh, the better he's going to perform. Um, that's just the talent he has. That's the he has that it factor. And uh, I strongly believe in it. So I, I feel that uh, that Ryan Garcia, um, uh, it's his time. I feel that uh, after this fight Saturday night, he will uh, uh, hopefully uh, go up against Tank Davis, the very best at 135, and then challenge the the, the rest of the world champions. So there is a plan in place. Um, um, uh, there is a challenge for him uh, uh, in front of him on Saturday, but uh, we strongly feel that uh, that it's go time. It's uh, it's time to shine. It's time to just go fast, um, uh, full steam ahead, and uh, and hopefully he'll uh, he'll be the very best one day and fight all the champions uh, that are out there. All right, let's project this out then a little bit for Ryan Garcia. How high do you see him getting in his career in terms of weight, in terms of weight class and fighting? Because we know six divisions right here uh, on your end, and but right. there was a time where people didn't see you going up that much, right? Like. 154, once like it was kind of like a reach. People thought Ryan is taller than you. Like Ryan, people see Ryan Garcia in real life, like 5'10", 5'11". The guy is three inch height on Canelo. We see Canelo at one seventy five. How high do you see Ryan being able to go in his career? And how many divisions do you see over the next decade, decade and a half, him being able to tackle? I, I can see Ryan Garcia eventually uh, fighting at one fifty four, uh, comfortable. Fighting the very best, uh, unifying titles. Um, I think the fact that Ryan Garcia is making 135 is is incredible. Um, it's obviously a testament to his hard work, uh, to his dedication. Um, even though Ryan Garcia is out of the gym uh, for long periods of time, he still keeps himself in shape, which is amazing. It's unheard of for many fighters today. So uh, um, I strongly feel that uh, Ryan Garcia at 154 will be. Will be his uh, his 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 highest weight class. Um, one forty seven will be amazing for him at Walter weight. I think one forty is going to be probably the best weight class for him, uh, where you where he's going to have all the, the the biggest and best challenges, uh, including one thirty five, obviously. But um, I think sky's the limit for Ryan. Ryan, um, you know, his destiny is in his own, in his own hands. He has to stay sharp. He has to stay focused. Uh, he has to stay hungry. I believe that he has to uh, first and foremost uh, realize and believe in himself uh, on what got him here. And what got him here was in the ring, staying in shape, being active, winning fights, and just working hard. And I know you're going to try to make this happen, right? Because one thing he likes to do is make fights. So you're going to try to make this happen. But when we look back on it, end of the day, all said and done, does Ryan Garcia fight Devin Haney, Javante Davis, Teofimo Lopez? Does he get in the ring with all of them? Because the complaints are, you know, people call them the four princes, whatever. We're going back to the glory days of the four kings and everything. Right. But people are skeptical. Like, they're never going to fight each other. You want one fight to happen in November. But do you think eventually we see him in the ring with all of them? I, I, I do. I, I Without hesitation, I really do. I think that, uh, I think that it's destiny for everybody. Um, you know, everybody wants to see those fights right now. You know, social media is kind of like, uh, you know, it's brought all the world together. 
and uh, everybody can chime in and talk and have their opinions. Um, but I, I strongly feel that, you know, if, if we keep uh, to our game plan, um, uh, I think these fights are going to are going to happen sooner than later. I mean, whether they happen at 135 uh, or 140, because all these little all these kids are, are growing up they're they're, they're 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 filling in they're 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 filling into their man strength. So I, I strongly feel that if they don't happen at 135, they'll happen at 140. You mentioned social media real quick. Could you imagine doing what you did and going through your run as a boxer with Twitter around, with TikTok, with Instagram? Do you, like, how much pressure do you think that puts on this new generation of fighters? Could you imagine going through your path? You know, oh, man, Oscar, I love your career, but they would have crushed you when you were going against Julio Cesar Chavez on Twitter. (laughs) Like, that, (laughs) it would have been no good thing said. Could you imagine, like, going through that and the pressures these kids have to face? Oh my gosh! I mean, look when I when I fought when I fought Pernell Whitaker or or Floyd Mayweather when I fought Pacquiao or uh, Shane Mosley, all those guys, everybody, um, Julio Cesar Chavez. I I can't imagine us going back and forth on social media and uh, and hyping up this fight and talking smack about each other. It's like it's a whole different world now. Um, it's a whole different world, but it's a big distraction. And uh, and I think that uh, I think that the fighters who are gonna make history and who are gonna who are gonna build legacy are the fighters who uh, who are gonna stay focused and 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 focus on the job at hand. Focus not only in the gym when you're training and you're sweating and you're boxing and you're jumping rope, but when you leave the gym, when you wake up in the morning and and when you're skipping rope and when you're jogging ten miles, you're just solely focused on the job at hand. That's exactly what it takes because boxing is unlike any other sport. You're not you're not hitting a baseball you know out of the ballpark. You're not uh, you're not catching with somebody. You're not throwing a football. You're 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 beating somebody's head. So you have to stay focused and determined and hungry. So um, you know, and social media has kind of you know distracted a few uh, a few fighters out there today, um, and it shows. It's shown, uh, um, you know, in, in recent fights, the focus, the determination, the hunger. Uh, social media has kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, rocked the boat a little bit in that area. But, um, you know, I, as long as fighters stay focused, that's all it takes. It's staying focused and disciplined um, at, at the job at hand. I'll follow up with this because you market and you promote arguably the number one social media entity in boxing, which is Ryan Garcia. And it's such right. a big platform for him. It brings in so many fans. How do you sure. give him advice and just to remain balanced? While, because he can't get away from that now, right? It's, again, you did acting coming up. You, you did all these appearances. You had stuff outside of the ring. It made you the golden boy. Right, right. So you might be the perfect person to guide him and say, listen, I did all this outside of the ring, sure. but also I knew when to turn it on. Is that advice that you try to give him? Yeah, I mean, look, the advice is... Um, when you're in camp, it's, uh, it's a uh, 100%, you know, um, I mean, when, when I, when I would wake up in the morning and train all day, um, and, and I would finish the sparring at, uh, 5 PM, let's say my day would end at 7 PM every single day. But I, on those days that I had time off, I had rest, I had to rest my mind and, and, and my body 
I, I couldn't get on the computer. I couldn't, you know, even shoot billiards uh, because I was standing up and my tired, my legs would get tired. Um, you know, it, it was just a different mentality. I mean, you have to, you have to be a hundred percent inside that ring in order to perform at your best. So I, I like the advice I, I give everyone is just um, try to stay focused for those few weeks of training camp because boxing um, is, is such a short window of opportunity. You have such a short window to win world titles, to make history, to create legacy for yourself. And that lasts forever. So, uh, and social media will be there, you know, uh, after your boxing career um, um, or even after your fight. So it's a matter of just staying focused within those few weeks of training camp, get your fight uh, over with, and then you can have uh, all the fun in the world that you want. All right. Before I let you go, get out of here. I got to pick your brain, right? Because you're, <laughs> you're always on top of everything in boxing. You keep track of everything. You always have a great opinion on everything. So I'm going to throw yeah. a couple of things at you. Okay. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. They say that it's going to happen finally. You've been advocating for people to cross this street forever. Sure. Right? You, you fought everyone. You thought these things could happen. It looks like it's going to happen. Who do you give the advantage to in that fight? Wow, that's, it's a great fight. I mean, I, 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 love, uh, I love Terrence Crawford because of his, uh, his overall abilities. Um, uh, I mean, he, he can do it all. Footwork. Um, he's very elusive. A uh, lot of combinations. He's a fast uh, 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 fighter um, uh, with with his punches. Uh, he's strong. Um, I, I believe he has the will to. If he gets knocked down, he'll, he'll get back up and 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 try to you know knock you out. Um, you know he has the mental strength. I I really think that I really think that um, really think that, uh, that Errol Spence. Um, it's the same. I mean, he's proved it over and over. When I when I was promoting Errol Spence, um, and I've always said it that he's like he's like a Sugar Ray Leonard. He's 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 that type of fighter, or 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 should have been that type of fighter in terms of like popularity and and people loving him. And you know he's like a Sugar Ray Leonard um, with skills, with the abilities, um, with the work ethic. Um, you know he's a he's a special fighter. I think both fighters are special. But I would give uh, I would give Terence Crawford the edge just because of his his uh, elusiveness. Uh, you know, he he flows more with his punches. Mm. He tends to move a little more uh, side to side in the ring. He uh, he tends to use his jab more, um, throw more combinations. Whereas uh, whereas uh, Errol Spence is a little more uh, mechanical. You know, he's uh, he's not too fast with his feet. He's he's a strong fighter, great technician, but he's not he's not as as elusive as uh, as uh, as Terence Crawford. So I would have to give the edge to Terence Crawford, but it's a very tight, close fight. Two more. Next one. When it's all said and done, does Canelo become undisputed at 175? And this is after you saw what he did against Bivol. We understand he has all the belts at 168. He's defending those, but do you think he has what it takes to become undisputed? At light heavyweight? No, no, not undisputed at light heavyweight. Um, there's no, there's no chance whatsoever. I mean, I think if he fights, if he fights Bivol uh, ten times, he loses to Bivol ten times. Um, there's, there's another champion that top rank promotes, um, who Artur is just better be Yeah, I know who he was. I just didn't know how to pronounce yeah. his name. Um, he's a beast. He's an animal. He's like he's, he's uh, seek and destroy. Um, you know, and there's fighters, uh, 
there's fighters like uh, Surdo Ramirez as well, who's mm-hmm. who's who's coming up, and and uh, you know we feel that just 175 is kind of like pushing it for uh, for Canelo Alvarez. I mean, at 168, he's a monster. I think he's gonna he's gonna you know continue to uh, to to uh, reign uh, as a world champion at 168, uh, unify all the belts. Uh, 168 and uh and and he should maybe stay there because 175 is a little a little too much for him just to follow up a great what if if you were still promoting him would you had really kind of tried to say oh let's not go to 175 let's let's make your your legacy at 168 because some people argue that that loss does hurt the overall legacy sure of course i mean look there's fighters if he wanted to go to 175, there's fighters he can fight where he can where he can do well. You know, uh, he he proved it with uh, with Kovalev. Uh, um, you know, he he uh, he was very successful there. And uh, but there's 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 fighters that uh, are just impossible to beat uh, when you're trying to make history. And look, kudos to Canelo that he went up to 175 and tried to challenge Bivol and beat him. I mean, that's 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 amazing. I, I'm a huge advocate of fighters taking risks and and you know and, and literally having having balls to 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 challenge these tough fighters. But um, I think 175, when you're facing the very best uh, like Bivol um, um, and other good fighters there, it's maybe uh, you know you're maybe just uh, you know uh, challenging yourself a little too much. Yeah. So try not to have too much ego. Go down to 168. Look incredible the way he'll fight uh, 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 Triple G uh, uh, this coming up uh, September and uh, look great, look amazing. He's going to knock out Triple G and uh, he'll be back on top of the world and uh, and maybe just stay right there at 168 and, uh, and finish your career at 168. Last one. Does Tyson Fury come out of retirement? Do we get an undisputed heavyweight championship matchup this next year? I, I believe so. I believe so. I think that I've, I've talked to uh, Fury a, a few times. And um, first of all, I, I think he's great for the sport. He's probably the best uh, uh, heavyweight out there today uh, who is willing to take the risk, who is willing to fight everybody. But he fights like a lightweight, which is amazing. He has the footwork. He has the speed. He has tons of power. He has charisma. I think uh, I think his time will come where he will be uh, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world uh, when the time is right. I think that uh, I think that Fury right now is uh, is living it up. He's uh, happy doing what he's doing. He's I'm sure enjoying his family and uh, you know enjoying the fruits of all his labor. So I, I strongly feel that uh, that a fighter like Fury, who has the energy, who has the uh, the will, the hunger. Um, you know, to uh, to to reach the highest, you know, peak uh, uh, in the heavyweight division. Um, there's there's no reason for him, you know, not to come back. I think I think he's just too he's too motivated right now. Um, uh, and you know, and and him watching all these fighters in the heavyweight division fighting each other, you know, it it probably motivates him more because he knows he can beat them all. <laughs> Definitely. Man, appreciate you for joining us. I know it's a busy week. Ryan Garcia, Javier Fortuna on Saturday, Crypto.com Arena, Golden Boy Promotions. Oscar, if anyone's wondering, we'll cross the street. He wants to make these fights. 
Come on, let's, let's just make it. it happen. Hopefully, we see that <laughs> tank fight next. It's going to be an incredible showing. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. You got it. Yes, enjoy the rest of the week. Thanks, Oscar. To all the, uh, to all the promoters out there, look, I'll even block the streets so you can cross the street. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You won't get run over. It's all good. <laughs> Oscar make these got big this. fights happen. <laughs> No, I can't wait. I can't wait. Hopefully everyone takes, you know, a note out of your career where you fight the best, you challenge the best, and in the end, your legacy will be fine. They can never say you ducked anyone. I want to promote I want to promote the way I fought. That's the bottom line. Perfect. No, couldn't have said it any better. Thanks so much, Oscar. Everyone, make sure you guys tune into this fight. It's going to be huge, huge, huge. Ryan Garcia is a star in the making. He's already a star. He's gonna be a superstar. So make sure you guys watch that. Oscar De La Hoya is incredible today. Remember, I'll make this short. Follow us on social media, at Corner Podcast, underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Follow me, at Kel Dansby. The old man's not here, but follow him, at Andreas Hill, on all platforms as well. Thank you to Blue Wire Studios here in the Wynn Resort. Producer Cole, Bay Bay in the booth for always making it happen. You guys stay safe. Watch an incredible weekend of boxing. Till next time, we're out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.